everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pivoted Success Podcast, hosted by Sean Cochran of TCC Canada and myself, Jared Goldsmith from ESACS. We're very pleased today to welcome Greg Matthews from the Royal Bank, RBC. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So Greg, uh, let's back up a little bit and talk about your background. How have, what, have you, what do you do with the bank? How long have you been with them? And you know, how is the bank um, adapting to COVID these days? Sure, thanks. Um, I've been a proud banker for 17 years now uh, with RBC. Uh, through many different roles on the personal side, the business side, uh, the majority of my time on the business side, it's where I found my passion uh, in, in the bank, uh, is working with entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've, I've been an advisor, so uh, in, in the general, uh, you know, sectors, but also high tech. I spent five years with our uh, KBI team, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and then in the last few years, last five years, I've been in leadership positions, and now I, I co-lead uh, the Ottawa small business team with Dan Theragana-Ratnapathy, who's my partner in crime. Uh, and so he and I lead over 20 bankers uh, here in the Ottawa marketplace, and we're here to advise and support uh, entrepreneurs across the city. Wow. That's great, so, Greg. So, sorry, Jared. Uh, I was just going to jump in. You said 17 years with the bank? Yeah. So they recruited you out of middle school, I guess. Though. That's it. I was just a wee one. <laughs> That's wild. They, they got me right out of, right out of grade school. Tell it, yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned a team of 20. Is that all business-focused uh, advisors? Yeah. So That's our great. team is just just business. Um, and we have uh, you know a bit of a segment that we work with, but we're generalized, meaning we have no sector-specific uh, advisory in our group. Um, but uh, it, you know, it really does fall into the small business segment, typically owner-operator, um, which means we're getting to know you know not just the business, but the business is the owner and the owner is the business. So we get to, to, to create relationships with both, which is amazing. So you really, uh, about all the people out there, all the bankers, I mean, because you deal with other bankers who specialize in entrepreneurship, you have a really good pulse on what's happening these days, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Well, I mean, I have a pulse, right? Because it's still going to be a perspective based on our, you know, our client base. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say that, you know, in Ottawa, uh, it's been one of those interesting um, rides you know, COVID. It, it's obviously been the, the beginning, which was incredibly challenging. It was it was trauma, really, when you think about it. There was grief as we were realizing everything was kind of changing around us. And then it's been that recovery mode, even though we know the light is very much at the end of the tunnel now. We're all feeling quite a lot more positive, you know, uh, about the future. Um, but up until a few months ago, it was still very, okay, what's, you know, not sure what's going to happen and how can we get through? And really what it did it forced our teams to come back to fundamentals, which is really around cash flow, right? It's the the simple stuff around, you know, if I think the, the business side and the banking side, you know, cash is king. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have either reserves because you've saved for the past, from the past, uh, that means that your working capital is just unfortunately, you know, potentially going away if you don't have the revenue coming in. And so part of our role has been helping businesses identify what that looks like because not everyone sees it or understands it. Right. We're happy to help to, you know, uh, educate around it, but also what are the solutions? What are ways that we can bridge people from today to the, the post COVID world? And really that's the discussions that we're having with a lot of clients today for those who are impacted still is where are you today? Where do you want to be here in the future? Some people are yeah. saying, you know what, maybe this isn't the way I want to go. And they're saying, ah, I'm, 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 I'm going to, call it early and I'm going to do something else, which is fine. That's that's business decisions. But for those who are saying, 
I want to make a go of this. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, proud of my business. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, with partners like the government, partners like you know, Invest Ottawa, partners that are out in the community that are supporting entrepreneurs, we're helping businesses bridge today to the future. Do you think that there, there's some sort of, you know, the new normal, the, the status quo? Okay, you know, it's just, we're, we're going to get through this, we're going to get into our routine of COVID, you know, we're saving, we're not spending, we're doing this, that, and the other thing. Do you think mm. that would stifle the type of creativity that entrepreneurs might have? I think it's causing them to reflect. So it's a bit of a pause mindset, which mm. I don't think is a bad thing. I think everybody should take time to hit the pause button, not for long, but take take a moment, step back and say, where am I? <laughs> and where do I want to be? Which I don't know that anybody, even on a personal level, I don't know that we do that often enough. I think we, we really just run ahead. We're, we're always chasing something and we're not always, you know, f fully thinking about where's that future state. But even more importantly, how do I get there? Because once you identify that goal, you know, sometimes it's, it's you can't do it on your own. And so right. who do you need in the community to help bring you there? And, and your banker might be one of them. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You say, uh, you know, um, squirrel, you know, everybody knows entrepreneurs always look ahead and, oh, there's a flashy light. You know, we're always thinking. But yeah, putting <laughs> pause button and, and reflecting. Um, I think that's a wise observation. You know, you talked about the personal aspect, Greg. Yeah. Now, let's put the banking hat aside and let's talk about you as the Greg Matthews individual. How were you affected by COVID? <clears throat> I think, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think we were all affected with the, the sheer pace at which life changed. Um, my wife and I have been very lucky. Yeah, it was overnight, you know, uh, and, and I think my wife and I are very lucky. We, we've had the privilege of being able to work from home, uh, which is a privilege, and we acknowledge that. Uh, and, were you, you working know, from home prior to COVID? So I, my role is, my office is a home office, but a majority of my time was spent in the community. So I was with my advisors. I was out meeting with business owners at events, you know, that Jared, that's how we met, you know, <laughs> things like that. And so I, I would say that um, being able to reboot that through the early stages of COVID was really hard. Um, and I'm a social beast. So for me, you know, uh, cutting off my lifeline to the outside world, uh, on, you know, is, has been hard. And, and we all know that physical relationships, you know, being able to meet with somebody face to face, you know, uh, is so mission critical. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's been a challenge through this experience. And it's still for the foreseeable, it's going to be challenging. Summer's here. So hopefully there's going to be some opportunities for some patio, you know, get together six feet apart, of course, or whatever we need to do. And I think it, it's it's going to be, um, uh, you know, that shift back to once we've got vaccines, once we've got a bit of a go ahead to say, you know, back to the world a little bit, there's going to be some apprehension to it, too. I, I can tell you that when when I started venturing back out into, you know, the world um, that I had kind of closed myself off from quite a bit, um, you know, it, it was um, a bit scary. Right. It was it was not an easy reintegration. I went to go get my teeth done at my dentist, finally got them cleaned. That was only about two months ago. And it was a great experience. My dentist is amazing. You know, the, the, the their office, they did a fantastic job. I felt super, super, super safe. Yeah. It's just the reality of things have changed. And, you know, when you when you see like the drop sheets and all sorts of stuff, you're like, oh, wow. OK, oh, this is different. But this is the new normal. How do we, you know, create some resilience around it and, and, you know, acknowledge 
the scary aspect of it, but be able to, to push forward and say, nope, okay, we're, we're going to make it through this. Well, humans are, <clears throat> you know, we like routine. Mm -hmm. And our, everybody in the planet, our routine's been changed. But as long as you got your little toothbrush and dental floss at the end of your visit, okay. Which I did. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> So, Greg, for you, I know uh, personally, of course, it was quite a shock for everybody. But as a remote employee already with the bank, did you find that transition from a, a work perspective a little bit easier? And how did that affect you and your team and the sort of way you operated? Oh, great question. Um, so, yes, um, we were able to shift overnight. So our team was already mobile equipped, um, which I was really proud of. Um, we, we had our teams uh, you know, ready to go. We were already WebEx enabled. Like we were really ahead of the curve, I think, uh, in terms of our platform of small business to be able to support not only the employees, our team, right, to be able to adapt to that, but also um, our clients. So overnight, we were still able to say, hey, let's meet. This is different, right? And, and at the beginning, obviously, people were a little more, mm, let's just do a telephone call, right? Like that's what I'm comfortable with. That's okay. I would say 80 to 90% of all of our meetings are now virtual through a camera. And our clients love it because there's no travel, the time, it's its not necessarily gonna be an hour meeting, right? That whole concept of let's book an hour. If that's the amount, sure. But if it's a half hour and that's all we need, thumbs up and it's clean and the transition happens. Um, and so my team, I would say, they've done a, a fantastic job at adaptation. They've pivoted. Uh, so well, we've had to grow our, our, our skill sets to accommodate this transition to technology because, you know, being able to take out a piece of paper, write something on it or draw a picture and show someone a concept is shifted. We need to be able to do that on a computer, right? And so that has been part of our skill builds, the ability to, to do that. One of the biggest things that I'm super proud of with my team through this adaptation and shift, we put in place um, three committees right to 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 help us forge through and we still have them going right now and it was employee experience client experience uh, and learning and development and, and this was because and, because covid started <clears throat> yeah so we had aspects of this before but what we did was we took a step back we yeah. knew this was happening we said where can we focus right because i think we can all agree there's a lot going on when this happened and where can we dial in so that we can provide the best experience not only for our employees because this is jarring to them, <laughs> to our clients, because this is jarring to them. And, and I mean, you could appreciate, obviously, that our client, our entire portfolio was affected. Every single client, in some aspect, they've been affected by COVID, some positively, right? Um, at the beginning, everyone was like negatively affected for the most part, because, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we don't, we don't house the high tech teams on our group, right? Uh, they're, they're, that's a separate group that manages those. So they made, they saw gains because, you know, uh, it's the shift to digital. Um, but the, the, our team's ability to um, learn what they needed to learn, we were able to focus on helping them become confident that they could really give real advice to clients that are in a very struggling state. And one of the first things we covered was empathy, right? Not that we weren't already good people, <laughs> right? I feel like we got that down pat, but in the COVID environment, it's what, what, what are they going through? And when we're not the entrepreneur ourselves, you, we need to understand that. And so that was our first step was really just getting under the hood of how you feeling, which seems like a funny question to ask 
and now we're kind of not past that stage, but it's it's less about that and more about well, we've acknowledged how you feel. It's now how what are we going to do about it together, shoulder to shoulder, to help your business get through this. You know, I'm really encouraged, <clears throat> great, because a lot of the times we hear of the huge businesses, you know, RBC. This is such a big business; it's going to take them months to do anything. But you guys, it's not, you know, you just re revamped your three committees. You just changed on the fly. You got together, you yeah. brainstormed, and, yeah. and you just changed overnight as a bank. That's incredible. That's really, really neat. Well, and, and uh, kudos and a shout out. And I bring this from the bottom of my heart. I, I've worked in the branches. That's where I got my start in my career. I was a teller. Yeah. Uh, I was a personal banker. I was a branch manager, right? And and I kudos and, and hats off to all the retail bankers that are in our groups and our teams because they've kept the ship running. They have been yeah. in the branches from day one. They're essential workers. Um, there has been a significant digital shift for them. It took a little bit longer because it wasn't the norm to your point, yeah. right? But now they're at a state where, you know, a good chunk of the, the teams in the branches are also working remotely, all for safety. I cannot be more proud of this organization from how quickly how it was amazing. I was on some of these calls right at the beginning of COVID and to see the speed at which the organization adapted organizationally. Yep. I think it was something to the tune of over 70,000 people went work from home, <laughs> right? In the span of just a few weeks. And it's, it's, it's so impressive that we, we not had the foresight of a pandemic, but we had the foresight of digital enablement. We had the foresight of digital is the future and our senior leadership, our executives, they, they've been charting that path for quite a few years. And we've been seeing it come out to the market. And my team, I think, benefited because, like I said, on a dime, yeah. you know, we were able to continue business with our clients overnight. And even when you look at our retail teams, like, it's a very different day. Um, and they've adapted amazingly. You know, I'm thinking ahead, you know, once all the textbooks are written or starting mm. to be written and the marketing aspect and the business Hopefully they'll use RBC as an example of how a huge business has changed overnight to the conditions. Fantastic, Greg. I mean, kudos to you and, and, and all of your bankers and your teams for making this happen. It's got to be a such organization. A it's got to be such a shift to even, I mean, all the technology side, the remote side and all that. But mm -hmm. once you're getting into, like you were saying, those sort of hard discussions, especially in the first few months, yeah. I mean, most entrepreneurs, when they're hitting a rough patch, will probably come to you and say, look, I might need some money. But having everybody come at once and come at you not with just the usual, oh, well, this is my business problem. Well, my whole life's been ruined because I'm at home and like yep. this, my whole world has been flipped, side, uh, flipped upside down. I, I can only imagine how that shift must have been for you and your team to, I don't want to see be sort of the psychological sort of aspect of it, but just the extra stuff that's involved in really sort of helping people through what's been like probably the worst crisis of all of our lives. Yeah, I mean, I went through 2008 and it was nothing, like in the bank compared to this, right? And it was a big deal, right? Um, this is different. Um, this has, uh, you know, really, really, again, like you said, probably one of the, especially for entrepreneurs, it's so acute you know, to that industry um, and really acute to certain industries like hospitality and the arts and rec and, you know, all the thing, all the fun stuff, right? Um, you know, we've really seen an impact on that, but we've also seen pivots. And I think, I think you know, going to the heart of why we're here to discuss, I mean, you think of, I, we've seen gyms who went fully virtual and because 
they adapted and they have the overhead of their they maybe they were able to negotiate the overhead lower on their real estate and things like that they're actually doing better you know post in this covid world because they're able to capture a larger audience right through their virtual means so we're seeing examples like that we're also seeing you know retail so think of um you know the 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 food industry there's restaurants you know, and a shout out, you know, Jared, we were talking earlier about Oco Kitchen here in Orleans, um, you know, that team shifted immediately. And not only did they shift in a way where they, they were saving their business, they absolutely were doing that. But here's what's so cool is that they provided a, um, a virtual grocery store, for better way to describe it, in, in the immediate after, you know, while this was all happening, we did, I don't even think, you know, we, we understood the full gravity of the situation. They pivoted. They said, we want to keep the relationships with our suppliers, right? And so we're going to offer a virtual store that people can buy fruits, vegetables. They could buy, you know, the raw goods of flour and yeast and all that kind of stuff. I'm still making bread, right, from from things that we, we bought from them, you know, through the pandemic. And and it just goes to show you can pivot, right? And then they moved to and, – and if I remember correctly, early days, it was a phone call or an email to make the order. And then they shifted to the e-commerce solution and they just amped up their business yeah. right and and i mean shifts like that are just so amazing and and to see it happen in real time um as as this thing evolved was really really cool yeah uh, not too long ago we had um carla briones uh, a serial ah, yes. entrepreneur here in ottawa and one of her business adventures is called freshy and she yeah. made the decision overnight as well to sell how would you describe it sean like baskets that you could go and create your own meals yeah, produce baskets, exactly. So yeah. she was saying the same thing. She had all these contracts with all these great suppliers and she was just, uh, had no idea what to do. But with the fear of everybody wanting to leave their house, she just saw a niche to try and help the community at the same time. Because again, people didn't know what to do. Those first few months especially was just so oh, yeah. unnerving because you just didn't know what was next. Because every time you're just like, oh, it's just a couple of weeks. We're just going to stay home. It's no big deal. This is a vacation. Great stuff. And then you're like, oh, God, well, this is really bad. Like, this doesn't look good at all. <laughs> and then you just sort of over and over are just sort of surprised by how bad this thing ended up being. Because I don't think anybody in the beginning had any idea how this was going to go. Because, I mean, we've nope. lived through little things throughout our lives, little blips here and there, but nothing like this. So you're just like, oh, it's going to be one of those. It'll go away. No big deal. Not so much. Yeah, very different environment for sure. And, you know, one of the responses you talked earlier about, you know, what, what have we done as an organization to pivot a little bit? You know, one of the things that I'm really proud of is Canada United. So this was something that came up through, um, it was through our, our head office team. And they said, you know, how can we support small business? And I, I've been, I'm a huge proponent of support local. Um, I think it's its absolutely mission critical that we continue to support our local businesses, um, do it through social media, you know, get the bullhorn out, share, 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 because I think every time we do that and you get eyes on, you're hopefully creating a client for that business. So please, everybody, if you get the opportunity, you know, tweet it out, you know, put it on Facebook, go into LinkedIn, everywhere you need to, Insta, whatever you got to do, get that word out. And so through Canada United, um, you know, we, we, we banded together 70 Canadian companies to support this initiative. And the whole purpose was how can we get a bullhorn for small business, remind everybody they're the lifeblood of, the, of, of entrepreneurship, the lifeblood of the Canadian economy. And how can we, you know, really um, get money in the hands of these entrepreneurs to fund things like PPE purchases and these shifts that they were being forced to make. 
And so out of this, um, over the span of the, the campaign, which ran most of last summer, um, you know, not only did it create awareness, which came through the BIAs, it came through the, the boards of trade, uh, it was a Canada-wide, obviously, this was everywhere, but it, it put money in the hands of, of entrepreneurs through the, the relief fund, which um, was in, incredible. There were $5,000 grants, um, which pays for a lot of that stuff when, when you need it uh, and you don't have it in your pocket. And I believe over, in total, the government alone came to the table, federal government, and said, here's $12 million towards the fund, right? And so it really created um, a, a groundswell of awareness and reminder that small business is so important to all of us, and we need to support them. You know, Greg, I've seen this firsthand uh, every time, not often, I make a post on LinkedIn about supporting small business. You're the first one to like it or comment and, and engage with it. <laughs> And and that's so important to do that in the community. Um, if your organization is able to, great. But at least we could do is comment and share it and repost on social media so that others can see that as well. Uh, you know, I wasn't aware of uh, of RBC's involvement with the Canada United uh, Initiative, but that, that's a great opportunity. It, yeah, it's yeah. Great. I love the different programs that have sort of cropped up as this has gone on, because in the beginning, it was so scary for everybody having to just close. And then you see the big online retailers really taking advantage of the opportunity. And that's fair. I mean, the convenience of it all was very important at that time. And as it was sort of unfolding, I think what everybody got used to a little too much was just relying on those big retailers and stuff because they didn't want to go out. They were scared to leave their house. They were scared to do all these things. And a lot of the smaller entrepreneurs just weren't yet at that stage to be able to leverage that online presence and the deliveries and all those sorts of things. So with the Invest Ottawa, um, Digital Main Streets and all different programs, I mean, it's just been amazing to see um, the different resources and tools brought together for some of these uh, sort of ancillary businesses that maybe never would have gone online if they hadn't had that sort of forcible push. But uh, as we're sort of getting to the end of it, what I love trying to push as well, just like you, Greg, that I love so much is the supporting of the small business. Because if there is no small business, there is no economy. So, I mean, it's just totally one of those agree. scary things that people don't really think about because you're like, well, I just saved 10 bucks because I use Amazon. And it's like, yes, I know. But when you go downtown and you want to walk through the stores and all that and there's just nothing left. What are you going to have then? And that's the scarier part as we sort of push to the other side of this awful pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, to take that, it's a reality. Um, and that's, again, to your point, if we can all keep yelling out loud, <laughs> you know, to, to keep keep engaging with our local local communities. And you're right. One of the big things that we observed and, and you know, RBC you know, is really a huge proponent of digitiz you know, digital enablement, like I said earlier, and part of you know, our, our advice pieces. So what are you doing as a business owner to enable your clients to be able to access you digitally? Because you're right, who, you know, not a lot of people are willing to even drive up or, or I shouldn't say that, but go peruse a store right now. There, there is that angst and that, and that apprehension. Uh, but if you enable people to be able to order, pick up at the curb, you know, uh, or, or deliver, Right. And if you think of like you mentioned Digital Main Street, it's a full stack solution potentially that you could implement that that puts your goods right out the door, um, you know. And so, yeah, so that, that's a really good point. Absolutely. Now, Greg, uh, what are you most excited about? Let's say, well, now at, at this day and age right now or the, and let's say six months from now. Yeah. 
Well, first, vaccines. Go get one. Um, so I think when we're all walking around and we can feel a lot more confident that we've got, uh, you know, got that shot in our arm, um, I think we're all going to feel a lot better about the situation. But from a business perspective, it's it's two things really. One is startups. So I think we can all agree that in the you know in the times that are the darkest, there's always some light. And the light that I've always observed is startups. So people have been sitting you know, through COVID maybe out of necessity, right? Maybe they just, you know, they're, they're, the industry they're in is maybe still fully affected and they're saying, I need to make an income. How do I make a go of this? You know, I'm, not, I'm you know, there's government programs, thank goodness, to help support, you know, Canadians that have been affected by this. Um, and I'm really happy we have those both for business and personal. Um, but I think you've got some people that are saying, no, I'm, I'm gonna, this is my chance. This is my shot, right? And so now is the time to start talking with your, you know, the advisors around you, uh, and and just start even starting with simple stuff like like doing your homework around startups. And and I would say, you know, shameless plug, um, you know, rbc.com/business. Uh, I'm really proud on that landing page. There's actually um, a whole startup section that you could mm -hmm. click on. We use it as part of our discussions with clients because it's actually robust enough that we could say you know this is going to help inform you on some of the things to think about it's not about finance financing is important absolutely because some are going to need it not everybody but the foundational elements of business and it's not about making a 40-page business plan but it is about understanding you know what what is the business who are my clients these simple things that sometimes we don't always think about um, and, and give it, again, pause, <laughs> reflect, do a little thinking about it, uh, and, and really be able to come out stronger because you've put that time into it. And, and I would say the best startups, we're seeing startups, we're funding startups, mm -hmm. and we're funding startups that are in industries that you'd think, why would, what, really? Like restaurants. We're funding restaurants, absolutely. Right? There's new types of businesses. There's franchises that are coming to the market that maybe are actually COVID friendly, if that makes sense, right? Um, and so startups for me are absolutely the, the place that I would say, um, going back to the economy, right? And saying, you know, the, the, it's the lifeblood. Um, startups are the beginning of that lifeblood for everything. It, so, you know, people you know, think, probably a lot of people think, oh, banks, they're, they're you know, they're my grandparents' generation, mortgages, loans, savings accounts, that's about it. But hearing that, yeah. that RBC has a whole section for business resources, that if you go with RBC, great. If not, no worries. Here's something that you could help to either launch a business or uh, help with your future uh, successes. Totally. And, and I would say the biggest shift we've made for business banking in the past, I'd say five years, probably, um, is a shift to beyond banking. Um, and, and it's really important to us because we're creating ecosystems that aren't about products and services. It's about the advisory. It's about the, the getting under the hood of, you know, even understanding um, the incorporation process. Or, or should I incorporate? Should I be a sole should, a prop? Should I be a partner? Like, you know, simple things like that, where we've got, um, you know, uh, uh, offerings like owner, where we can help with that. It's, it's an, you know, an organization that is part of RBC Ventures. So we've got our own in-house tech companies that we're starting to build, which is really fun. Um, and seeing those come to actual market, uh, that such that we can say to our clients, Hey, have you thought of X? And it's not about, loans. It's not about, you know, bank accounts and all that type of stuff. It's really about the how can you digitize? How can you um, get your business up and running 
in a meaningful, quick, efficient way that still gives you the advice along the way. That's just one example. Wow. Um, you know, it's, it's great to hear such forward thinking from the bank and as, as a resource. I don't, you know, how often do people think, oh, yeah, for business advice during COVID, I'm going to call my banker. No, but you guys are changing that. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. And, and, and we, we want to help all entrepreneurs, right? So at the end of the day, it, you know, it comes down to um, reach out to your bankers and ask for the help. Don't be afraid to ask for the help. I think that's number one. Um, and, and don't be afraid to, 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 to put up your hand and say, uh, I need some advice. Uh, your bankers are always there to help support. And it's not just with products and services. I really got to stress that. It used to be kind of the old school, as you said, kind of banking model. And now it's really from an advisory focused uh, model, which is a lot more fun because if we give really good advice, um, we're going to grow your business and we'll grow our business at the same time. Win-win, right? Win-win. So Greg, looking sort of six months down the line, let's pretend everybody's inoculated and everything's good. What is it that you're looking forward to most? Maybe not even from a business perspective, but <laughs> personally. Yeah. I miss travel. <laughs> Yeah, my wife and I are travel uh, aficionados. Um, you know, we, we pre-COVID, we've you know, been all over the world and and uh, it is something that we, we were supposed to go to Italy uh, in October of last year. Uh, definitely didn't do that. Um, uh, thankfully, got all of our money back. So, uh, you know, that was good news. Um, but yeah, I would say that of all the things for us, uh, travel is going to be important. I think domestic travel is going to be on top of the list for a lot of people. So again, supporting entrepreneurs across Canada. Uh, so we're looking forward to the ability to do that once we get the all clear from our governments. And, you know, I, I can't wait to go back to the East Coast. I can't wait to maybe take a road trip somewhere just because I need to get out of my house. <laughs> you know, and that could just mean short stints. It could mean going to Merrickville. <laughs> you know, it could mean, you know, going and getting some, some, some gelato, you know. It could be, you know, the simple things that maybe we've taken for granted before. And now, again, with, with the, the lens that I just keep saying to everybody I know is, you know, think about how you can, maybe your destination is to support a specific business, right? Um, and it's simple things like that that will continue to help all the entrepreneurs. In our Actually, Americaville has a great jazz festival. I, I played there a few times over the years. So it's, it's exploring these little towns, you know, they could be 45 minutes now or outside of your town. Mm -hmm. Take a day trip out there. It's, yeah, you never know what you'll find. I definitely you never know. And Sorry, go ahead. Ahead, I was just going to say, I really hope that everybody does use this opportunity to look at their life in general and the little things and really enjoy those little things. A silly trip out to Merrickville to hit the antique stores or go see the Jazz Fest sure. or whatever it is, is so much more exciting now that you've been trapped in your house for a year, not allowed to do anything. Go get groceries and just stay home. So, I mean, yep. it's it's hopefully going to open up such a great new world for people to enjoy everything rather than, um, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the big trips, right? And and I think that that as much as we will hopefully get back to that sooner than later for us, um, you know, even things like gardening, you know, um, we really we started before COVID, but we really kind of last year was a bit of a, a good mental thing for us, right? Where where we got to really grow our garden out, and I'm looking at the icebergs in my backyard still, and I'm going, not quite yet, um, but uh, but I know it's coming, and even things like. I, I'm already looking at where can I go and get my stuff, right? So I'm looking at, um, you know, uh, Robert Plant just down the road from me, right? A good green, great greenhouse uh, here in the in the area where I can go get my seedlings and start, you know, 
building my garden. And it's the little things like that. It's it's home renos over the summer and saying, how can I support, you know, more independent businesses um, and not necessarily, you know, buy from the big box uh, just because we can. We have a choice. Um, and Sean, you know, one thing I, you mentioned earlier was about saving that $10. And I'm at a stage where I think because of the conditions, you know, I'm okay spending that extra $10. I'm okay with the premium, so to speak, that there is from a local business because um, they need it. They need it right now. Yeah, and we were privileged to welcome Sue Ling Ching from the Ottawa Board of Trade the other day. And one of her speaking points was, look, the Amazons, the Googles, all the big box stores, do they support the local you know, uh, charity in, in your organization, the little, little the minor league teams in your community? Most likely not. Right, no, that's well put. And I think we can all point to those businesses because part of a business's, um, not brand, but who they are, right? So their real foundation is often rooted in how they give back to the community. Yeah. Um, so it's really important. Go on their website. I guarantee it's there. I guarantee they talk about what they're proud of and, and the, other, the other things that they do in, in, in your local community. Yeah. Now, Greg, uh, RBC has adapted so efficiently and effectively over, over during COVID. Um, what about the future of RBC? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think it goes back to, for us, um, again, I'm really proud of the pivots that we've made. Um, and I feel like we've been ahead of the curve for us, you know, as, a, as an industry. Um, and to, to me, there's two layers to this. The future is, um, again, I talked about startups. So I'm really excited for my team to be able to dig in with people who have these amazing ideas. We're coming out of COVID. How can we go to market and how can we support you? Right. So I'm really excited about that from an organizational perspective. Um, I'm excited for um, the, just, I guess, being here for the business owner going forward. And so here's the other thing to, to think about is that you, you mentioned the comment earlier at the beginning, which is a lot of doom and gloom. I think we need to start celebrating some of the businesses who've done well. Um, I think that we need to really focus in on, you know, COVID, I don't want to call them COVID hero, but say, who's really rocked it? I'm not the branding guy. That, that's probably better for you, Jared. I'm not that guy, right? But who are some of these folks in the community? You know, and I know that's why we're, we're talking today um, is how, how can we um, bring those people out of the, the fog maybe they've been in because I bet they don't think they're being successful. I bet those businesses still think that they are stuck, you know, in the COVID world and that, you know, they're looking at their bank accounts and they're looking at, you know, um, the situation and, it may not be perfect for sure, but even at the best of times, we know in entrepreneur world, that's not always going to be perfect. But who are the folks that we can, you know, give a pat on the back to and say, good job, you crushed it. Like, you're getting through this thing. With lights at the end of the tunnel, we're going to get there together. <laughs> and and you can, you know, you can tell the battle scar tales, you know, 20, 30 years from now of how you, you made your business, you know, survive through um, uh, COVID. But not only survive, again, who are those that have been able to survive and thrive? The way I see it at the end of this as well is if you are able to weather this disaster, I mean, what can't you do after that? I mean, yeah. if you were able to pivot and succeed or even just hold on, I think you've done an incredible job and I think it's amazing. So for anybody to have succeeded at the same time, I think those are the people that really need to get out there and say, look, it is 
possible. We are doing well. No, of course, we're not doing as yes. well as before COVID maybe, but we push through, we're doing well, and we see the light at the end of the tunnel, and we're all going to get through this. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's the shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, right? Uh, entrepreneur to entrepreneur. Um, and I think it is about being able to give each other a pat on the back. And, and again, you know, Jared, we talked about this earlier, you know, um, it's not about being afraid or, or, or quiet about the success because quiet success, I mean, is, a, is good for those who want to keep it that way. I really think there's an opportunity to shout out the best practices, the learnings, the uh, how did you pivot? This is why we're talking about this again, right? And, and how do we do it on a more broad scale? Right? How do you how do you get more people having this conversation? Yeah. Well, well, we hope that this this pivot and success podcast will point everybody at least help them in the direct right, in the right direction. Uh, so, Greg, we're we're about to wrap up soon, but do you have any let's say closing yeah. words of wisdom for let's say small businesses or entrepreneurs? Yeah. Um, so the first one I would say is again I said it a bit earlier, which is cash flow is king. So getting down to the brass tacks of a business, right, and how they function. Um, be aware. You don't have to be an accountant. You don't have to be an expert in, you know, nuclear physics to figure this stuff out. There's lots of tools that are existing. Like I said, on our website, you, you go there. Um, any of your banks will probably have a website like this uh, or tools around cash flow. I know we just launched a brand new one today. I just got the news for it. I haven't even looked at it yet, um, but I'm excited to see you know, how business owners can understand their businesses maybe a little differently than they have in the past by thinking through that one lens. Um, if they understand that, because I mean, sometimes it's, it's for some people they go, oh, well, I have, I have money in my bank account. I'm doing really well. And for sure, thumbs up, uh, that, that may be true. Um, I, but how do you have money in your bank account? I think is the question that you want to ask yourself uh, and understand it. Uh, so if I were to think about not just where we've been on this crazy journey over the past year, but where we're going, it's about understanding how have you been able to make money through this, um, uh, you know, uh, pandemic, and then how can you apply that knowledge to a day where the, the shackles come off, <laughs> so to speak, uh, and, and how can you you know, maybe come out of the gate roaring in a different way than you thought you could. Um, so I would say that's definitely one of them. Um, Another one I'd say is too, is that it's okay to not be okay. And I know we've talked a lot about, um, you know, the mental health aspect of things. RBC has really been, uh, again, proud of this at the forefront of not just doing it internally with our staff and our, and our, and our you know, employees and our teams, but thinking about entrepreneurs. And we've been doing some, some podcasts around that or, or webinars around that as well, where, you know, it's about, if you need the resources, hopefully you can access them. Um, and, and it's, it's, Find someone to talk to. Um, I think it goes back to as much as entrepreneurs don't want to shout from the bullhorn that they're doing well, I think that it's the flip side too. If you're not doing well, uh, not just maybe with your business, I think it's important that you um, you find the supports that you can uh, to have those discussions. Uh, it'll make you feel better, hopefully. <laughs> um, and I think you talked about it, Sean, right at the beginning. Uh, small business is, it's the economy. <laughs> uh, small business is the Canadian economy at, at its foundation. Um, so, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a business and you don't have even a social media presence, you may want to consider 
thinking about how you're you're being accessed if you're struggling or maybe you're not where you want to be with your business it's thinking about where's your clients where are they how can you access them uh, you know me me you know putting a post on linkedin is helpful on a bit of an isolated you know scale but if you think about um the different companies that exist out there to give advice digital main street i think included parts of this this concept you know to to really give you a more broad-based um uh, voice uh, and and how you can uh, access those new clients. I mean, I think those are three things that I would say are really really. You know, I want to touch on something sure. that you mentioned. You know, um, just in passing, sure. you talked about mm. you know uh, marketing to where your clients are, and I think mm. this is a really important point. It's I don't think it's a matter of you know build it and they will come. You can have the best product in this no. in the world and service, but sure. who's going to see it? it? It's a matter of marketing to where you're prospective clients are. So, you know, Greg, you've probably forgotten more about business than most of us have ever learned. And and just in passing, you've mentioned <laughs> that one little tidbit, and that's such an important part. So I encourage anybody out there to get in touch with their RBC financial advisor, talk to them, see their website, and, and see how you can learn to change your, perhaps change your business model or make it even better. You know, Jared, I've got one thing I got to say, and it's a huge thank you to you. Okay, um, you know, Jared, right from the beginning of all this, you know, you and I, we've known each other for a while now. Um, you know, we've been able to connect through, again, the old days of, of you know, chamber I remember those days, yeah. What not, yeah, those days. Um, but I, I have to give you, and, and hats off, <laughs> you know, to you um, around how you've, you are um, an ecosystem builder. That's how I look at you. And, and I, I see what you did pre-COVID, with ESACs and, and the events that you were able to, to put in place that were physical, you pivoted. You understood, you, you, you got your head around, you know, you jumped onto the virtual platform, I think, before anybody was even thinking of things like this, okay? You are a prime example to me of someone who gets that the, you got the need. You said, here is the reality, but I want to survive and thrive. And, and you were able to you know, really <clears throat> run ahead um, and not just run ahead, but be such a support for the entire ecosystem in Ottawa beyond, right? Um, and I know that the work you've been doing has been keeping some people sane. I, I, you know, you've really been able to to keep those collisions happening, which right now in a virtual environment are really hard. Um, and you were a still, I, still to this day, I think you're one of the only people that I could turn to and say, how can we create some collisions and overnight you're going to have you know, either an event or an idea uh, on how to do that. So, you know, we talked earlier about patting yourself on the back. I think you definitely should. Uh, and and I want to say a huge thank you, not just from me, but obviously from the entire community for what you oh, do. Oh, well, thank so you very thank much, you. Greg. I really appreciate that. That's, that's very kind. Maybe I could ask you to write a, a LinkedIn testimonial for me sometime. Um, but, you know, all this wouldn't have been possible if I didn't connect with Sean. And even you, our RBC has been a big supporter of ESACs over the years. It's, it's, it's finding like-minded organizations who see the bigger picture and, and really working together. And you said the ecosystem? Yeah, I'm all about that. You know, everybody says, and I truly believe this, that you go further working together with others. We make each yeah, other better. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, do you have any uh, last-minute thoughts for Greg? No, that's great, Greg. Thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And it's it's nice to see a different perspective because, I mean, a lot of the people we've been talking have been entrepreneurs and people who have struggled through on, mm -hmm. I want to say, the more the front lines of this. But, I mean, none of us would do any of the things we do without the support of our 
banking advisors and all that sort of stuff and to see you guys pushing more as advisors rather than your sort of stereotypical uh, bank account openers. I mean, I think that's really great to see. Yeah, I appreciate that. And again, it goes back to um, our people are what make us amazing. Um, I've got an incredible team that I get to work with every single day and their job, their role and their passion is to support entrepreneurs, right? They're all there because of that reason. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, like you said, what am I excited about? I'm really excited to see, you know, what the future holds with the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and um, I know that they are all in the place that they could give you something that maybe like you said earlier, Jared, right? Those little nuggets that sometimes come out of a conversation, 100% confident there's a nugget or two in there that they're going to help you uh, think about. Great. Sure. Uh, thank you so much, Greg. Um, so how can somebody get in touch with you, Greg? Great question. So if you want to reach directly to me, you can either go through LinkedIn, uh, happy to connect, uh, happy to chat. Uh, also, you can feel free um, to, to send me a quick email, greg.matthews at rbc.com, happy to help. And I will help direct you to who, who you need to speak with. Um, again, we've got a massive team here in Ottawa to help support entrepreneurs. Uh, and I'd love the opportunity to, to have you uh, in front well, of us. Well, thank you so much, Greg. So today, uh, we are very pleased to welcome Greg Matthews from the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC, on our Pivoted Success podcast, featuring Sean Cochran from TCC Canada, myself, Jared Goldsmith from ESACS, wishing you all the best and stay safe, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us.